Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Juice in the Morning and Polly Sleepers Fantasy Football. We are the uh, number one show in East Central Indianapolis for fantasy football. We win games. You guys win games with us. And uh, if you follow Jax, you you also win some money. Hell yeah. I don't know about Polly over there, but... Hey, I hit last week, baby. <laughs> no. Gotta talk about that. Um, welcome back, everybody. How are you doing today, Polly? Doing great, Juice, man. The season's almost over, but uh, this is the most crucial time. This is if you're listening and you're still in it, you've got a couple more weeks. You want to get that trophy. We want to help you get it. And if you're out, we apologize. And if you're out, it's sad. Thanks. I appreciate it. We've got uh, <laughs> our fantasy football therapist, Dr. Remorse, will be in later. And, and maybe he he's can a good help. guy. Maybe he can help soothe your pain. I think he's got some uh, talent over there. But we also have. Jackson Mears, how you doing today, man? Other than losing my bank card in an ATM, I'm doing great. Jackson always did you some random did you story. No, okay, so Monday night I go to the ATM. It's a little kiosk. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm putting hundred bucks in. We're good to go. And I get my receipt. I get distracted because some lady drove up on a curb and got stuck. So I'm laughing. I just pull away, and I'm like, oh shit, my card's still in there. So I whip back around, thinking to be on the ground or like hanging out of the slot. No, oh dude, it. it eats it fast. Yeah, so I'm without a card now. So that's the, my, that's my weak story. The frustrating thing about that is, I know this is like completely off of fantasy football but the frustrating thing about that is i did that drove away called them immediately was like hey i just left my card in there it ate it yeah. i need they were like oh yeah you're justin d kelly and i was like yeah that's exactly right they're like oh yeah we have the card right here and i was like okay perfect i can come and get it and they were like nope we're putting it in the shredder i was like what like what <laughs> like i will turn around right now i'll be there in three minutes and they were like no it's uh, part of our policy we have to shred it yep I, seven I, to I was, ten business days i'll get a new one yeah it was shitty yeah but how are you doing today john Great! I didn't you're, you're doing well in the no. <laughs> you doing well in the uh, playoffs. No, I got um, screwed by James Conner and Melvin Gordon. They double team me. <laughs> Not good. Mm. Rough. I would mm. never want to be double teamed by James Conner. <laughs> That's a nasty <laughs> threesome. Melvin Gordon. That's, That's a nasty threesome. Was... <laughs> That's bad. That's bad. We're going places. It was tonight, unnecessary roughness. There was All a right. fifteen yard penalty on that play. <laughs> but it is playoff time and one just quick thing I wanted to do before we got into the news and notes. Um, I saw a few people posting on Twitter whether or not is it time to get cute and start people with potential or your studs and I feel like it's just something that I've always been adamant about in the playoffs. Start your studs, don't try to get cute at the end. For the most part, absolutely. But some guys you gotta let go of if they haven't been producing for you and you've still been winning and you've been holding on now's the time to not get cute it's just get smart so right. there's a, there's a fine line there but like you know somebody was talking about playing um damian williams over like nick chubb right. or something like that and i was like nah yeah no i mean i know everybody's talking about damian williams today but no you don't want to get that cute we've got some questions to answer later too but uh for the most part, I completely agree with what you're saying. You got to start your studs, but some of your studs are like you know pretend studs. They're not really you know they're, right. they're on paper studs. Now Gronk is 
Gronk is Gronking again. He's right. had a good matchup this week. So I've seen some people say, "Oh, do I start? You know, should I start this guy or Gronk?" And I'm like, "Yeah, no, you got to you got to start." <clears throat> yeah, the the playoffs didn't actually start for my money league last week, but uh, I played. I was playing and stressed because if I lost and another guy won based on points, I could have been knocked out. But it, luckily, he lost and I lost, so I still kept my fourth spot. I lost by point zero four points. Jesus, that's not good. I was I went to bed going into the Sunday night game like I have two players playing. So like I, I've got is this. Just two weeks. It's just two weeks. Four odd. four teams make it, and it's this week and next week. It's kind of odd. Well, good luck with that. Yeah. So we're gonna get into that uh, later because I have some questions for myself, and we're gonna get into the news. got some good news I got some bad news All right, real quick, I just want to give myself a pat on the back. That was a really good transition into the drop, just saying. All right, go ahead. Oh, you're (laughs) awesome, Jesus. Breaking news, Carson Wentz is done for the year. I feel like we've been down this road before, maybe exactly this week last year. Uh, what I, I I just saw this like on the like news feed just a minute ago before you guys got here. Yeah. What actually is it going on? Escalated quickly yeah. from carrying the team. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's that ty- it's that Mike Tyson like little clip. Yeah, I broke my back. <laughs> <laughs> no, my back. Um, he yeah back spasms and and I'm I'm wondering if it's just something he's been dealing with all year because you know that's uh, kept him out at the beginning of the season I wonder if they've just been managing it and and now it's just time to shelve him but uh, he might have taken a hit to make it worse but um, I don't know how you guys feel about this I was going to toss it off to you because you know people are saying oh the, the downgrade for all the Eagles players if I remember correctly this time last year. Nick Foles lit on fire. He came in and everybody did great and they won the Super Bowl. So right. I don't think it's a downgrade for any of those guys. What do you guys think? I think, go I, ahead. I would agree with you. I mean, Nick Foles is, he could be a starting quarterback in half the teams. So he's got to be the best starting uh, backup quarterback in the league, right? Yeah, I would say yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think he's going to, I mean, I don't know. There's always a little bit of rust to knock off, but I feel like he didn't. He like step in and throw like four touchdowns last year around yeah. this time. Like first yeah. game, yeah, yeah, first game so back. If, if and he, then so so this game good, but then maybe the next game he takes a slide just a little bit and only throws like one. If you've got you know Alshon who's been struggling or something like that, I would be hopeful because yeah. it, it can't get any worse, right? And um, he loves targeting Zach Ertz, so I think Zach Ertz's value is there. And and Ertz had a really bad game last week. I think the biggest concern is like, hey, like he can he can produce, he can do it, but like their defense can't do anything for him. Like they're not going to be able to stop yeah, the Rams. They, they, they lost able- another guy to the secondary yeah. last week. They're starting like in practice. They've got wide receivers covering in some of the you know the drills uh, yeah what's what's their playoff picture look like are they not even in the no run no. they're two games back so then that's of, also another thing that i want to factor in because like how how much are they going to be trying yeah um i mean i, I don't know the the secondary like the, like Jackson and does the, and that's just tough. a a broad question that i want to ask you guys is like how 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 much does that factor in if at all like do or do they treat it like a job and you just go to work and you do your job I mean, and you try to win. Foles is going to give no it. Foles are at all costs. Foles is going to give it his all. Yeah. I know that players don't go out there and throw their bodies around, wanting right. to lose. Like they, they still want to win. 
Plus, they still have that divisional game, Week 17. They could easily win that against the Redskins. And, I mean, they're I still... Mean, like, oh, good. You brought up the schedule. The wild card, yeah. the sixth place in the wild card right now is the Vikings at 6-6-1. Six, six and one. So, I mean, that last berth is right there for the taking. Mm. So, I mean, if you can at least get two of these next three, I mean, they have a shot. Start your players against the Philly secondary. I yes. mean, the Rams are going to bounce back this week. The Texans look great next week for that Week 16 matchup. Uh, I think Zach Ertz is, is fine. He'll be fine. And Alshon might even get a little bit of a yep. bump. Um, also, Corey Clement is down for the year and on IR. They signed Boston Scott, who was released from the Saints. Um, so Never heard that name before. They still have uh, – he was a rookie this year. He got released. <laughs> but they have a, a, a huge running back by committee there. I wouldn't be too concerned about any of those running backs because there's still four of them. There's Smallwood. There's Sproles. There's – Adams. Yeah, Josh Adams, now Boston Scott. But, I mean, I think Alshon Jeffrey and Zach Ertz owners should be uh, hopeful. Um, anyway, moving on, uh, I was just going to bring up, before I forgot, there are four Saturday games this week. I love that. Yeah. It's, like, actually, like, yeah. really exciting for me. Four because teams playing on Saturday. Uh, there's four. Uh, uh, there's two Saturday games? There's two Saturday, two Saturday games, games and a one and a Thursday night game. Either way, okay. I love it because college football is kind of in a break time right now. Yep. Okay. And now I get to actually watch some football on Saturday. One of the reasons why they do that is it coincides sides with that uh, college football break but uh, thanks Jax I thought there were four games I guess there's two games and four teams playing but um, it sucks for me I gotta work on Saturday it's just math but it, it's just it's just math <laughs> um, but I wanted to remind people of that because you know if you're not you're not used to your Saturday games you gotta you know get your play ups, players in there you kind of have to take that Thursday strategy of making sure those guys aren't in your flex spot so yep. you've got flexibility later in case something happens so just word to the wise Friday night Saturday morning check your lineups and and get ready for those Saturday games. Um, now, speaking of the Thursday games, there's a lot of injuries to talk about that are very relevant to this big Chargers-Chiefs game. Um, you've got Austin Eckler, who is out. Uh, concussion and, I think, hamstring. He is going definitely to be out. Um, Tyreek Hill, who um, played through a hell of an injury last week and still did great. I mean, he had like eight for 158 or something. Um, it, he was looking real iffy, but he returned to practice today, and they say that Tyreek Hill is good to go. Is there any um, chance that this is like the score fest 2.0, like the uh, Rams and Chiefs were? I mean, it, as hobbled as both teams are, it could be a slightly Slog. downgrade of that. And Phillip Rivers does not play good in Arrowhead traditionally. I think he'll buck that trend. I don't see a hundred points. <laughs> But uh, eighty, maybe, yeah. I mean, it could be, it could be, a, it could be a Madden score fest. For I can sure. easily see both quarterbacks being over three fifty. Yeah, yeah, two or three touchdowns and three hundred each, absolutely. Um, and the other big injury concern is Melvin Gordon. Do you guys think he's going to play? I don't think he's going no. to play. There's no point in playing him. Well, I don't know about that, but I mean, I mean you the, know, for the Chargers, is a big point in playing them because if they beat the Chiefs this yeah. week. They gain a game back on them in the AFC West. So that's they have, what I thought. They have the chance of taking the AFC West from the Chiefs if they win this game and the Chiefs lose one more. So there, there's still a chance of is, taking that division. There's yeah. still a chance of taking the division. Um, but I have not heard good news about Melvin Gordon playing, and it doesn't look good. 
from what I've heard. So with Eckler and uh, and Gordon out, you've got Mr. Justin Jackson, who maybe I called his uh, blow-up week a week too early. Mm-hmm. I made a big deal on Twitter. I made a big deal on the podcast last week because I thought they'd be icing away that game against the Bengals, and he would get tons of work. That game didn't work out that way. That game script didn't work out that way. He didn't do that well with his touches. But this week against the Chiefs, if he's the only game in town, this could definitely be Justin Jackson week uh, and, and just be mm-hmm. calling that a week late. So that Thursday game should uh, should be big. Um, so Big Ben will call out wide receivers. He'll call out equipment. He'll just call out anything, man. He's a, he's Mr. Throw People Out in Front of the Bus. He's calling out like the outdated medical equipment. Did you see this? <laughs> I uh, did. Was the reason why it took him so long to get back on the field was that their uh, x-ray machines are outdated. Take too long. Um, <laughs> Now, supposedly he he was ready to go back out and he was just sitting there. And I mean, I was tweeting with people and I'm like, is he coming back out? And I was tweeting with sat somebody. out for like two drives. Yeah, I was like he, on the sideline. He sat out for longer than that. Um, I mean, once he came back, once, from the yes, locker room. once he came back from the locker room and then he looked like he was working out and, and warming up and then he had his hat on. And then the coaching staff narrative was, well, the, the flow of the game, it didn't make sense to put him back in there. I'm like, OK, because <laughs> that guy was doing great. I mean, yeah. I don't even know who that guy is. That's Ben's backup. He was the backup for Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Oh, Huntley? Brett Huntley? No, no, no. Josh Dobbs. Josh, Josh Huntley's in... Um, Josh Dobbs. Yeah, Josh Dobbs. And there was uh, people coming up with the uh, conspiracy theory that Big Ben likes to do the uh, the big drama. So he stays out for a little bit so he yeah. can come back in and save the team. There was a lot of that. Yep. Didn't work out this time. Nope. No, they kept him out of that game way too long. And there's all these narratives about, <laughs> you know, the outdated x-ray machines took them, delayed him or whatever. I just thought that was funny because he called out, uh, he called out Antonio Brown a couple weeks ago. Just, you know, call everybody out. Um, so Dak Prescott was the number one quarterback for the week and Amari Cooper turned in the top wide receiver fantasy performance of the year. Amari Cooper is doing exactly opposite of what I expected. I thought he was going to go there and it was just going to be more of the same kind of just like, eh, whatever. He's going to get a few catches. He's going to maybe have a touchdown or two, but he's like, he's balling out, balling out in in the uh, Cowboys offense. Yeah. And that's why I'm bringing that up because me and John collectively, and I think this is Jackson during one of your absences or or you might've been involved in one of them because we talked about him for a few weeks. When they traded for him, he was on a lot of waiver wires. We said, pick him up. Yeah, he had two bye weeks in a row. Then he, yeah, and, and we said, pick his ass up. And then John had him as a trade candidate, go trade for this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about the yards of separation metrics between um, Dak and uh, and Derek Carr and the differences in how they play, how it was an upgrade for Amari, how most teams have a number one wide receiver and they really didn't, and it was a good move. And then um, and their schedule was weak. Yeah. On it. And then a couple weeks ago, probably about three weeks ago, I said, stash this guy for the playoffs. His playoff schedule is um, amazing. He's got he's got uh, Philly, he's got the Colts, and he's got the Bucks for the playoffs. So, um, kind of tooting our own horn here, but I mean, we will also definitely call each hey, other out. I'm accepting out. my not being right about it. Yeah, I totally thought it was just going to be the same. Thing. It's it's a, it's good for the you know hashtag for the brand. It's good for the podcast. We will always call each other out when there's a bad call. But I mean, um, us collectively saying get Amari, and he's just been playing out of his cleats, and Dak being the number one quarterback for last week. Um, I mean, that was huge. And I put my money where my mouth is. I played him in my keeper league of record. I played him in this listener league. I played him in the millionaire matchmaker on DraftKings. Won money, won all my games. So um, you were patting yourself on the back earlier for, oh, that. Yeah. you know, I'll, I'll, I'll do it too. Um, so uh, 
uh, keeping with that theme, Josh Allen now has ran for 99, 135, and 101 the last three games, two touchdowns the last three games. And that's uh, John Marchbanks a couple weeks ago. Pick him up. Um, I haven't been able to watch those full games, but it looks like from the highlights in the Red Zone channel that I was finally able to actually watch this weekend, he looks like he's fun to watch. Like, he is. I mean, just he an is. entertaining player. Like it may not be that the Bills are, you know, beating the world right now, but it's fun to watch him. He's very athletic. He's now ran more for this year than he did in college. Did you guys see that stat? Mm-hmm. He's ran more now than he did for in college. That's Where did he play at in college? Wyoming. Uh, yeah, yeah. Were they a very good call? I did not know that. Were they like a offense where he wouldn't have to run a whole lot? That's a good point. Like good point. I'm just wondering because like if it's like a Maybe Texas they were a type offense, spread offense or something where they throw the ball like every down. But yeah, he's been know. a great play, and now the fantasy footballers today said play him over Aaron Rodgers this week. Yep. <laughs> really? Yes. That's I stressful because another, I have Aaron Rodgers. I have another interesting stat for you from uh, PFF Steve on Twitter. Um, Josh Allen's total rushing yards are 490, and Lamar Jackson's are 469. His designed runs, uh, Josh Allen has 89 designed runs. Lamar Jackson has 418 designed runs. Josh, 418 designed runs this year. Yeah, and uh, scrambles. <laughs> that's like Josh Allen. And that's designed rushing yards, correct? Designed, yeah, like yep. where they okay. made a Just, it was, designed rushing he yards, was, not yeah, plays. Lamar Jackson I was like, was the designed yep. runner on the play. Yeah, he had that 418. Josh Allen has been on that for 89. Wow. Scrambles. Josh Allen has 401. Lamar Jackson has 51. So he has more yards than Lamar Jackson. It's almost all scrambling. Wow. And I think what I saw was um, Josh Allen is what we wanted Lamar Jackson to be. (laughs) Yeah. Because we all wanted Lamar Jackson to be this great Michael Vick type running player. And he he is a good rushing threat. But Josh Allen's taking it to another level. I didn't vet this today, but I don't know that Michael Vick ever had a three-game stretch of averaging 100 yards rushing. I, I maybe his maybe his first year where at, they at Atlanta. I yeah. know he rushed a lot, but there I don't I don't think he had three games. I think he, he had like 100. I think he had over what eleven 1, hundred yards rushing the first first year. Yes, uh, thou, maybe a thousand or eleven 1, hundred. Yes, yeah. but I still uh, anyway. I mean that's amazing. Moving on, um, Baltimore says Flacco might play a little bit this week. So speaking of Lamar Jackson, um, <laughs> they don't I, know I don't, what they want to do. I don't know if they get ahead in that game against the Bucks. I could see them maybe rolling him out late, but they also name Lamar Jackson the starter, even now that uh, Flacco is is healthy. So this whole time Flacco's had his hip injury, but now he's healthy and he's still not the starter. So I mean, they're definitely ready to pass the reins to Lamar Jackson. And what I was saying about like you know being able to watch red zone, like even seeing like the Ravens, it felt like every play he was running the ball. Lamar Jackson. Like, yeah, I, I, I feel like I was like watching. I'm like, he's running again. Yeah, it's a it's the re, uh, RPO, and they you know, definitely barely throw, throw the ball. So I don't think that's that's going to be sustainable if he stays as the quarterback in Baltimore. I'm worried about I'm worried about Josh Allen's sustainability too. I mean, are we counting on him getting a hundred yards rushing again for the fourth game in a row? Because if he doesn't hit that rushing ceiling, your fantasy day is done. Right. If he gets forty well, rushing yards, that's the thing about that stat that I just talked about is. Most most of his come off of scrambles. So um, you talk about sustainability. He's sliding at the end of his runs. He's okay, getting out yeah. of bounds. So he's not taking those hits like uh, Lamar Jackson. He's running when he need, when he needs to, not not like, like yeah, because it's trying to extend the play. The play. That's, yeah. a, that's a great point. That's and then a just to confirm point. a stat, Josh Allen broke Michael Vick's three-game record of rushing yards 
by th- 41 yards. Nice. There we go. There you go. So, there we go. Good call. Yep. Yeah, very good call to vet that. Very good. Uh, I was going to vet that earlier. Um, James Conner, we talked about this a little before the podcast lit up, uh, that there's a shot he will play according to the coaching staff. I don't see it happening. We talked about that high ankle and that being a minimum three-week injury. Um, I, I just really doubt it that he would make that quick of a return. So uh, more Jalen Samuels probably in a huge game with the Patriots. And... Um, uh, Troy Terrific, shout out to him uh, um, on tr- Twitter at Troy Terrific. Um, you know, brought up a good you know point that you know Samuel's does not look good running the ball. His value lies in uh, PPR for sure, and he got like eight targets last week, seven catches. I could see that happening again, but he got like sixteen PPR fantasy points last week. I say in this New England game, it's probably going to be twenty or more if Connor sits. So, um, James Conner owners, I, I, I don't know. I don't think you're going to be too happy this week. Um, Isaiah Crowell. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, you're one of them. Uh, Isaiah, <laughs> Isaiah Crowell is likely um, out making Elijah McGuire the only game in town. They've got a tough matchup against Houston. I wouldn't be too... Uh, fired up about that but if you've got a dart throw to make he will get 20 touches um very little news on carry on johnson I, I speculated last week that they would probably shelve him and put him on the on the ir um there's just no news on him even like practicing i have no idea what's going on there so carry on johnson owners probably uh, won't see him for the rest of the year um shady is questionable um not that you are playing his ass or care about who his backup is you shouldn't but it's chris ivory um and um we uh jackson i traded for him in the listener league we traded uh wilson for uh shady and we haven't played have we played him once jackson i don't think so i don't think i don't think so i don't i don't think we played him one time i know he's uh spent time in our ir and then in and out of that IR slot, but I don't think we've played him uh, one freaking time. Yeah, this Isaiah McKenzie guy, I saw yep. you bring him up. Yep. Um, I was talking about him on Twitter, too. For, for the Bills, I would be probably more interested in him, especially in a PPR setting, because he's mm-hmm. a wide receiver, and he's getting he's getting a, carries. Yeah, he has a total of 13 uh, rushing attempts yeah. in the past three games. Um, yeah. And three touchdowns, too. I love that we got this screen going on. I don't know if you guys are watching this live on Twitter. Um, They're not. It's hard to see a little bit from the video. But it's it's good for us, because uh, Jax is kind of following it's along. A, it's an update that I about. feel like I'm going to be making to the studio later. I'm getting We're getting a sound guy. So. I, I really like this, but yeah, I was looking at this guy, and, and he's got, um, one, he's got a very good matchup on uh, the wide receiver quarterback matchup on pro football focus this week it's in the top five and two it looks like he's guaranteed for four or five carries along with his uh his targets and he's getting you know four seven three targets so um that could be a sneaky play i mean actually i would like doing something like that this week over like we've been talking about the theo riddicks and the uh and the uh who's the guy in the raiders Jalen Richard, Jalen Richard, those kind of guys that are just steady Eddie flexes. Like this guy's got some pretty good up upside. So that's the McKenzie for the Bills. I like. And he's that. a dual position player. And he's I mean. he's a dual position player. He's going to yep. give you some running back carries, but you could put him in a wide receiver spot. You don't have yep. to lock him into your running back spot. So do you? Would you in a in a league for the playoffs? Would you risk him over Richard or? 
Those guys, yes. What was the other one that we were saying? Riddick. Because I have both of those guys. <laughs> yes, I would. And so like him over one of those guys. It sucks that you have to play him in your fantasy playoffs. And I'm not telling everybody that they should go out and get him, but there's a lot of people that don't have Melvin Gordon, don't have James Connor, don't have some I have guys. Eckler, but he's he's out. He's out, yeah. yeah. So you've got to take some dart throws. So you might look to do that. Just show us your stuff later this week and, yeah. and, and talk to I me will. and John and Jackson. Yeah, sure for sure. We, we, we get you fixed up. Because those plays um, worked out for you last weekend, I think. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. We did make some good calls for you last week, didn't we? Yeah. Putting Gronk in. Mm-hmm. And then Starting you said the two tight ends. take somebody else take out. Take Richard out and put Riddick in. Yep. Yeah. It R- worked out. Riddick was better than Richard, and then we had you Still play lost by point zero four points. Had you, <laughs> had you play the two tight ends. Um, so, Odell was a surprise inactive last week, and that's what hurt a lot of fantasy teams, too. Yeah. Uh, bone bruise. I don't know. I mean, that doesn't sound too serious, but I it's guess a it deep is. Burn. Who who am I to judge? Um, they slaughtered the Redskins. I guess they didn't need him. I think he suits up this week. What have you guys heard about Odell? I, I think he might, but I mean, the biggest thing, the biggest thing with uh, Odell being out, the Giants made the right call in drafting Saquon Barkley. God, he's so good. I mean, literally, if you invest some, I mean, I know, I know they did with Solder bringing him over from New England. Um, this year on the offensive line, but I mean, you invest some capital in a good, like a guard or a center. Watch out! This Barkley will just go off even more than what he is now. He's just he just looks like a man when he's like I mean amongst young boys. There was a great video on Twitter that if you guys haven't seen it, you should see. Have you seen him coaching up the offensive yes. line? Yes. Yep. That was Gets you ready to run through you see a that, wall. John? I haven't seen that one. That was so impressive. And it was right before, I think. He co- ripped off like an 86-yard run or yeah, something like that. he ripped off 60. this huge run. But he was there and he was like, all right, yeah, and you did this and you did that. And we got five yards. And five yards is great. I'll take that all day. But if you cut in and this and that, then I'll have a – and then a couple plays later, they ran that play. It's, I think it's literally the very next like yeah. play, like when That's they get back out there. I have never seen a rookie running back coaching an offensive line like that in my life. And they weren't disrespected by right. it. At all either you could tell that they were like yes you know oh god of football <laughs> now my tell question for you do. my question for you guys you you put barkley on the rams behind that offensive line who performs better Gurley or barkley i say barkley I, I i'm willing to agree because of just seeing like once again we talk about the eye test a lot when i see like barkley just making the plays he makes it's like natural talent whereas i feel like Gurley has that talent, but it's just it's just different. It's different to the eyes when you see them playing. So I think Barkley's doing think a, lot, Barkley a lot more with less. Yes. I think Barkley's the best running back in football. Absolutely. Uh, somebody was asking about dynasty rankings the other day, and I've, I've got him 101 in dynasty yeah. over Todd Gurley. Yeah, if he's on the number one pick, I mean, this year, Gurley's then. still 102, and he, you're not you're not uh, hurt if you get him. And right. It's not a bad pick, but um, anyway. Um, so Odell, I think he suits up this week. Uh, Jordan Reed is doubtful. He's got a foot injury, a minor foot injury that's going to sideline him for the rest of the season. Whatever the hell's going on there. <laughs> Um, he was like, "Yeah, yeah, it's 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 minor. It's no big deal. I'm done though. So yeah, I'm just taking it off. It's gonna um, mail it in for the year with the tight end uh, roulette. And we said start Ian Thomas last week, which was a hell of a call. Good I've been call. getting uh, um, tweets and texts about that all day. Um, Ian Thomas has a horrible matchup this week against the Saints. They're top three against tight ends. They held Zach Ertz to a nothing line. Um, so I don't think you can go to the well one more time with Ian Thomas Thomas this week and I know that Johnson is the quarterback in Washington and and, but 
Jacksonville's like Baltimore. They're good at everything except for stop, stopping the tight end. So, and a young quarterback, a young he's he's still mobile. He's not really that young, but he's uh, he's younger and he's mobile. I think he'll get the ball out to Vernon Davis. I, I'm saying that you can definitely start him if you're got if you've got Chris Herndon or Ben Watson or one of those guys. Austin Hooper is hurt now, so um, I think Vernon Davis. I think you could slide him in there. It's a uh, veritable wasteland at tight end. Yeah, it sucks. Uh, Scott Fish was talking about it today. He said, you know. Because um, I've been talking about next year for drafting, you, you got to get Zach Ertz or Car- or uh, or uh, Kelsey or Kittle or Ebron. You got to get one of those guys. You got to do it. Or, or Jared you're gonna Cook. Be- or Jared Cook. Jared Cook's actually quietly been really good. Yeah, he's number five. Yeah, if you miss out on those guys, that guy's good. But otherwise, you're streaming and you're and you sucked. And um, he was saying that a great strategy for next year, depending on where you draft, is picking up two and just saying screw you to the rest of your league. Yeah. <laughs> um, and this year, he is deep into the playoffs in like the one of the big Twitter expert leagues because he drafted uh, Kelsey and then in like round eight he got Kittle. So he's doing okay. So next year that could be a really I think if good you're, strategy. I think if you're smart, kind of the, the pity, pogi, or penny backing off that piggyback, piggyback, penny penny, back, penny piggyback, back. dude. It's been a long freaking day, man. <laughs> Fuck school. I mean, sorry. He's trying to get his pennies back. Penny, yeah, penny. sorry. Um, he left his penny piggyback. A, 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 so if you machine. draft really, really early and you have that two three swing, if you go with Ertz and Kelsey, that would be freaking incredible. Why not? I mean, who are you missing out on though? If you take those, like, uh, you're a good receiver, but I yeah. mean. A good receiver, a good running back. I mean, if you're good at drafting, you can make up for that later. Right. But I mean, yeah. I, I, it's it's not not a valuable strategy. It's yeah. definitely become more viable. I like viable. So um, Mike Zimmer um, uh, and the Viking staff fired uh, John D. Filippo. Kind of weird. I mean, if you watch the game, it wasn't weird because that was just horrible, um, horrible offensive play calling. But uh, Filippo was supposed to go from the Eagles to have a maybe one year or two year stint in the Vikings and then have a head coaching position. You know, he was a lot of people have been talking about him about the next, you know, the next hotness. And I really don't blame the Vikings. I don't know if you saw that game, but I mean, the play calling was horrible. Um, third and one naked bootleg. There's nobody open. So he throws it, you know, into the side, throws the ball away. You can't throw the ball away on third and one in no. a crucial game. Um, so many of those in Oakland this year. And they want to run the ball, but they run so many stretch plays, which to me is such a dinosaur play. It takes too long to develop. It's pretty obvious what you're doing. You can get to the edge and shut it down. It requires so much blocking, uh, so much perfect blocking. I, I think the stretch play needs to be done there. But I wanted to bring this up mainly because Mike Zimmer wants to run the hell out of the ball. And uh, Dalvin Cook plays Miami this week. Uh, the uh, the uh, Vikings play Miami, and they're really bad against the run. So I think they could definitely bounce back. And that segues into the last thing I want to do before we go into DraftKings, and we are going to call uh, Mr. Garcia here in a minute. Hilo Pilodactyl um, is on the show here in a minute. But I was going to talk really quick about you know all these bad performances last week that I think will bounce back and, and some of the guys that I think you might, you know, have to worry about that have scary matchups. Uh, now Goff and company at Philly, they're, they're all going to bounce back. Uh, Cooks and, and Robert Woods and, and Jared Goff and, and Gurley, they're going to be fine with Philly. I think um, Josh Reynolds, I think uh, Josh Reynolds. Yeah. 
yeah. I think that uh, the Vikings and company will uh, bounce back against Miami. And it looks like Xavier Howard is trending out, and that's their top corner. That's one of the reasons why their secondary is so good. So that's good for Diggs. Um, the fact that Zimmer's going to want to pound the rock, that's good for Dalvin Cook. Miami can't stop the run. So I think all those guys will bounce back. Um, Alvin Kamara at Carolina um, had good games against them last year. They haven't played yet this year, but um, they're pretty tough up the middle. So that, you know, favors his little scat back dump off game. So I think he'll bounce back. Um, Antonio Brown against the Pats in that big game, I think will be good. Um, Tyler Boyd, who had two really good weeks and then a dud last week. He has the best wide receiver cornerback matchup on pro football focus this week um so um they are just horrible uh oakland is horrible against slot wide receivers and he has a huge advantage there so i think all those guys will bounce back the scary matchups um aaron Rodgers at chicago i mean are, is anybody excited about starting aaron Rodgers after watching what chicago did to the rams no so then that's the question Trubis- well, did you think trubisky is gonna have a good game against the packers yeah uh, i do i don't know this is like based on his running for him to have a good game. And he's not as good at it as Josh Allen. Yeah. Plus, he's still, if you watch that game It depends game on how that week, shoulder is. His shoulder, his throwing yeah. motion was terrible. Like, he threw four, three interceptions. That's a good point. It depends on like, if his shoulder is better, but um, I, I would be really worried about but, starting Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. In, uh, I remember in when Chicago. Aaron Rodgers in Chicago played earlier this the year. Very, was it the first game of the very year? First game of the year. Yeah. yeah. Aaron Rodgers made that incredible comeback after almost tearing his leg off and threw yep. for like three touchdowns and whatever. That's true. So, so don't don't count him out. Is that what you're saying? But that I was in Green say, Bay. Yeah. Yep. Two eighty six and three that week one matchup. That was in Green Bay. This is in Chicago. Josh Miller and I talk about it all the time. I think Chicago is one of the yep. toughest places to play. Yeah. Only thing with Chicago, they just lost their their slot corner Bryce Callahan for yep. the year. They did lose BC, but they've still got uh, Fuller and company. They've still got Khalil yep. Mack and one of the best pass rushers in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, other scary matchups, uh, Kenyon Drake. I mean, he they got he got a lucky fifty three yard touchdown at that you know with that Miami miracle last week. Yeah. Um, zero targets, one catch for yep. fifty three yards and a touchdown. Because <laughs> um, that was not uh, that was not his catch. That was lateraled off. But um, he's very touchdown dependent, and he plays at Minnesota. That's a brutal matchup. There was a quote today from uh, from Kenyon Drake that uh, Adam Gay said to him, "We brought you here to Miami." Miami to beat New England. Like that was the quote. <laughs> like okay. that's why they drafted Kenyon Drake. Well, he Didn't showed he? up then. And he beat Frank him. Gore have like 20 touches again. Frank Gore had no, he had 13 touches, uh, but it was for 117 yards. That's his average was high. That's what I was Yeah, saying. so he's 35 years old. and He was running for his AARP AARP card. <laughs> he's still doing those things. Uh, vet that stat. I'm just wondering if, if that off the top of my brain I, think I got that right. it was 13 for 92, I think. Um, but I think he got uh, some passing work, so his total touches. 12 for 92, and then one catch for 24 yards. There okay, you go. so he had a 122 and, and 14 touches, yeah. Uh, at 35 years old, I mean, they're calling him infinite now on the footballers. It's just amazing. Um, Nick Chubb at Denver, I'd be a little worried about that one. Um, 
Jameis Winston and company at Baltimore. Uh, I mean, they had a down week last week, um, and uh, I, I'm not expecting that they're going to do much against Baltimore. Um, Cameron Brait has a good matchup, though, against Baltimore's uh, middle. That, Like I was talking about earlier, they're susceptible to tight ends. So the only person I would really trust in Tampa Bay this week would be Mr. Cameron Brait, who had two catches for two touchdowns last week against the Saints. <laughs> um, dude is just money. Very, uh, very tight end type thing thing to do. Kenny Galladay has a tough matchup at Buffalo. Um, and then, like I said, Ian Th- Thomas, who was our start of the week last week and did great, has a, a really, really tough matchup this week. So that's it for the news. We're going to get into DraftKings and call our uh, our guest. All right, let's do it. Okay, on the phone, we have Mark Garcia, uh, who is a good buddy of mine from Twitter, at Hilo Perodactyl, and uh, he's on to talk uh, DraftKings stuff with uh, me and Jackson today. How are you doing, Mark? Hey, what's going on, guys? Thanks for having me on. Oh, doing great, man. Doing great. I'm glad you could finally um, be on the show, and um, you're uh, kind of a new addition to the Poly Sleepers team. Um, you, um, you're insight into DraftKings and into the process of fantasy football and all that has very much intrigued me and I've uh, been happy with the results so far so uh, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about what you and Jackson and I do when we uh, do our DraftKings yeah definitely okay so Jackson's going to talk about his top plays for the week yeah, so let's go for it. So this week, uh, week 15, that is so scary to think. It's week like, 15. That's, that's so just terrifying. But uh, starting off, we're going to look at Josh Allen at 5,800 versus the Detroit Lions. Detroit ranks 31st in DVP versus the pass. The Lions have allowed 13, 1,300 yards and nine touchdowns over their past five games. Lions also just sent their pat, their best pass rusher and Ezekiel Ansah to IR. Um, over their past five games, Josh Allen has as many t- touchdown passes as he has rushing touchdowns in three. Um, he is also averaging 54.4 rushing yards per game and 111.6 in his past three games. Josh Allen is the ultimate cash game quarterback this weekend on DraftKings. What do you think about that? So I'm a little I'm a little weary about Josh Allen. Uh, they're, so Detroit is pretty susceptible to the pass, especially the deep ball. They allow the uh, highest average depth of target in the league, but they are pretty money at stopping a rushing quarterback. Um, they've played some pretty elite uh, mobile quarterbacks. Cam Newton, two rushes for one yard, something like that. Uh, Russ Wilson, they held under 10 yards. Uh, so they're, they're pretty adept at stopping running quarterbacks. Uh, however, that being said, if Josh Allen throws, you know, 33 to 36 times again, uh, he could have, you know, what it takes to do some good damage here. It's going to be basically game plan centric, and this game is going to be played at a pretty slow pace. Uh, both Buffalo and Detroit bottom the league in, you know, pace of play. Uh, so, I at his price point, fifty eight hundred, a solid cash play. I'm going to be staying away from him in GPPs though. Interesting, because I was building a GPP lineup around him, but I was I was talking to John about it earlier. I'm just worried that if he doesn't hit that rushing ceiling, you're kind of screwed. I mean, how much does Ezekiel Ansah being gone affect their ability to stop that mobile quarterback, though? 
You know, that's a good point, and I hadn't even seen that Ansa was out this week, so uh, I'd have to do some more digging. But uh, That could be a bit of an equalizer, but I mean, it's nice that you brought that up, and I'm glad you brought up pace of play, because that's something that you talk about a lot that Jackson and I don't yeah. focus enough on, and um, if you're playing DraftKings, you really want to focus on you know uh, some of the higher pace games where there's going to be more plays, more scoring. Yep. Um, I still like his price at 5800 and I like the idea of pairing him up with your boy uh, uh, Foster. Um, so who's your running back this week, Jack? Also Jackson? the kind of piggyback, right? The right word is piggyback. Not, not pennyback. Not pennyback. Penny penny but I mean, yes. if, if you look at it, so with Josh Allen, say the Bills don't have LaShawn McCoy or Chris Ivory this weekend, and they roll out with McKenzie or whoever else their third string running back will be. I mean, it's going to be all Allen. So, I mean, that's one one other thing to think about. He does um, put the game on his shoulders. Exactly. For sure. So other quarterbacks to think about is Roethlisberger um, and Brady in that Pittsburgh-New England game, and then Dak versus Indy. Um, but moving on to running back, looking at Joe Mixon, 6,100 versus the Oakland Raiders. Um, the Raiders rank 27th in DVP versus the run and 21st versus patch catching running backs. Over the black and silver's past five games, they've allowed 723 rushing yards and three scores. In that same span, they've allowed 19 receptions for 178 yards and one score to the running back position. Mixon is a focal point of the Bengals' offense now that A.J. Green and Dalton are out for the year. Mixon has a total of 94 touched touches over the past five games, which is a near 19 per game. For the Bengals to bring a halt to their five-game losing streak, Marvin Lewis might as well lock Mixon in for Ezekiel Elliott touches to save his job. I know this is a dumb question. Who's starting in Cincy since Dalton's out? Jeff Driscoll. Driscoll. Oh, yeah, God. All right, Driscoll. What do you think about... Uh, Joe Mixon this week, uh, Mark. Yeah, I'm all over him. Uh, just like Jax was saying, it's they they need to feed him the touches this week uh, to again save <laughs> save Lewis's job. Uh, so I, I'd look to him uh, to see a solid 22 to 25 touches with probably five to seven of those being in the pass game. Yeah, the one thing that we were talking about when uh, when Dalton went down a few weeks ago, there was a lot of people asking like, how does this affect? my fantasy players value, you know, mainly uh, Boyd and, and Mixon because they're really the only games in town right now. And uh, from what I saw just in that, you know, partial game that he played, it looked like he targeted Mixon a lot in the passing game. And I thought, you know, if they're less effective doing all these other things, I think that'll bring Mixon up. And it turned out to be spot on. I mean, he had a great game last week. And what you want as a cash play, and I, I'm not even opposed to playing Mixon in, in, uh, in GPPs either, but what you want as a cash play is, uh, is 20 touches, right? And that's what we're getting right now, right? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Now, Mark, and my question for you, not to interrupt. What no, do you What do you think? Like, who would you pick between Barkley and Elliott if you had to choose one for the weekend? That's a great question, and that's a that's something that a lot of people are going to be forced into. Uh, so, pretty much the chalk GPP build this week has been to pay up, or this year, sorry, has been to pay up at pay up at running back and right. save at the value that's presented itself to wide receivers. I think that's going to be a little bit hard to do this week. Uh, Saquon Barkley bottom three matchup against Tennessee Tennessee is making you know grown men look like boys out on the defensive side of the field um, that being said you know Barkley is the guy to come overcome a tough matchup it's just I don't think I'm going there this week so uh, also the same point Zeke doesn't exactly have the rosiest matchup but if I were forced to choose between the two I'm taking Zeke yeah 
I would take Zeke too. I mean, um, Barkley has not been priced down at all. What he's not? What is he? Ninety three hundred. Ninety four. Ninety four hundred. I think he needed to be priced down a little bit more for me to play him. I'd like him more at like eighty eight hundred. What's Zeke at? Nine thousand. See, the thing about Zeke is he uh, uh, over the last four weeks he's gotten thirty, thirty one, twenty nine, and forty touches. Just, just stupid touches. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I could definitely see them continuing that against the Colts and. Uh, I would definitely I would go with Zeke over Barkley this and week too. Another thing with Zeke, um, Colts are a middle of the road defense um, for, with allowing um, rushing yards and like they like ninety five per game, but they allow the most receptions to the running back position at seven point two per game. Yeah, and yeah. Zeke's been getting used a ton in the passing game over the last five weeks. You've got a couple other names written up there. We talked about Dalvin Cook earlier. Yep. Um, Mark, I think that uh, Zimmer wants to run the ball. Miami um, is bad against the run. I think Dalvin Cook is a good play this week. What do you think? That's an interesting case, especially with uh, their offensive coordinator getting fired this week. Right. I think they're going to come out and try and establish the run, but in my opinion, that's a, a poor coaching choice. Uh, they are not built to run the ball. They do not have the offensive line personnel to do that. They sure. are 31st in the league in adjusted line yards. They allow the most quarterback pressures. Their line is atrocious. So um, I think you're right, and they're going to try to come out with that game plan. I think after a couple drives of having zero success with it, they might come back to their passing ways. Abandon that. What about Chris Carson at San Francisco? I kind of like that play this week. Uh, yeah, so San Francisco... What was it? Reuben Foster got released yes. three weeks ago, something like that. Yes, and the and they, Redskins picked him up. Yeah, yeah, and they have been atrocious against the run since then. So I don't mind that play. Um, it's a, as my my good buddy JM Twin would say, it's a it's a rushing yards and touchdown play because he is very sparsely used in the passing game. Um, seeing I don't know maybe two to four targets a game, if that. So for a full PPR site like DraftKings, I'm not crazy about the play, right. but he definitely has, uh, I would say, a, a solid floor for cash. Yep. Jackson, the other name that's written up there that I'm not really, uh, um, is not blowing up my skirt right now is Leonard Fournette. Yeah. I mean, Washington's, I mean, they got exploited by Barkley last week for 100 and, 178 yards total, I mean, from the running back position. Um, but I mean, that's the only game in town. I mean, Fournette. I mean, when, you're, when your quarterback is a USC alum, Cody Kessler, you're not going to get much done. Um, but, I mean, it's so shallow, the high-end running backs this weekend. I mean, your top three are Barkley, Elliott, and Fournette. So, I mean, yeah. your pickings are slim. Um, but, yeah, moving on to wide receiver, uh, I'm highlighting another USC alum and Juju Smith-Schuster. He is 8,000 going up against New England. New England ranks 20th in DVP versus wide receiver ones and 17th in DVP versus wide receiver twos. The Patriots are most prone to getting burned by the slot wide receiver. They allow the fourth most fantasy points to that position at 24.1 points per game. It just so happens that Juju runs 66% of his routes from the slot position. In this same matchup last year, Juju went off for six receptions for 114 yards, while Antonio Brown went for two receptions for 24 yards. Over his past six games, Juju has the same amount of targets as Antonio Brown with 62. Wow. I think we're all on boat with that because we talked about it earlier. You love Juju this week, right, Mark? Oh, my God, I'm all over him. And three weeks ago, what was awesome to see was when they played Denver, when Chris Harris was still, uh, you know, before he got hurt, they moved Juju to the outside. He played something like 78 or 80% of his snaps on the outside. Uh, so they are moving him around to get him away from... Exploit uh, matchups. Exactly. So that is awesome to see. Also, plus 
It's like New England. What are they going to do? They're going to take away your top weapon. Uh, and they're going to have to decide whether that's Juju or whether that's AB this week. What they do, they roll their cover. Uh, they provide strong safety help and get that double team uh, mixed up with their man and zone, uh, whatever they're running uh, on a given play. But I like Juju a lot as classic Bill. I think he's going to roll coverage to AB, take away AB. Uh, and not many people know, but Juju actually leads AB uh, in red zone looks as well. He's just not capitalizing. So there's some positive regression uh, due there He's as well. due big time. Yes, he's getting a ton of red zone looks. I will point this out, though. Um, Jackson and I made the same mistake as I was looking up these stats. Antonio Brown got hurt in that game. So um, didn't know that. Yeah, and and you don't. You go back and you look at you go back and you look at game logs. And I'm looking. I'm like, well, there you go. There's Bill taking away the top weapon. AB had two for 24 last year, and 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 Gigi went for six for 114. And I posted that, and somebody was like, well, AB got hurt. I vetted it. It 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 uh, it's right. AB did get hurt in that game. <laughs> but I do love that. Um, you don't have to vet that. I, I already did. Um, um, I do love that Juju is out there for eight grand and he's been absolutely amazing. Um, and, and you don't have any worry that Belichick will try to take away Juju as opposed to AB because AB has been, I guess, lower on the totem pole this year. Well, like Mark was saying, they might be rolling both of those safeties over doubling both of those guys and trying to do that in and out. But I mean, there's just Juju's route too much to cover. Juju's route tree is just so expanded that I don't think they're going to be able to bring those safeties up on some of those shallow ends all the time. And and, and he's going to get fed. I mean, he'll he'll catch eight or nine or ten balls this week, I think. Um, And then even prior to him getting hurt last year, he I mean, in his four career regular season games versus the Patriots, he he saw targets of 15, 9, 11, and 11. So, I mean, the volume is still there. That's an AB? Yeah, that's Brown. Yeah. So um, we're just looking at our website right now. He also likes Julian Edelman, Josh Gordon, Adam Humphreys, Isaiah McKenzie. Um, I, I'm a little worried about Adam Humphreys this week. Adam Humphreys is a tough dude, though. I saw him get rocked at least twice last weekend yeah. and just popped up and was ready to go. Got his helmet knocked off yeah. one play. I like watching that guy play football. Yeah, but the way to, the way to beat Baltimore is through the middle of the field. Um, we were talking about Cameron Braid a little bit ago. Yeah, same thing to do with Adam Humphreys. I mean, you can exploit their slot corner. Um, but I mean, that's going to be. I mean, with that Baltimore Tampa Bay game, at, I mean, the, the middle of the field passing is going to be the only way for them to succeed and get any points. So if we're looking at those two, I think it will be okay. Whoever Jimmy also, Smith is not covering is probably going to do okay because yeah. that dude is uh, that dude's a, a a beast. Yep. Also, to, to roll in pace of play, uh, like you guys were alluding to earlier, um, Baltimore and Tampa Bay are both top 10 in the league in pace of play. So there's going to be a lot of snaps. There's going to be a lot of chances for fantasy goodness in this uh, in this game. And the path of least resistance, so to speak, is Adam Humphreys. Yeah. And, and Cameron Bray? Yeah, Cameron Bray is a between or a, a, a red zone. He sees such little work between the 20s, and it pisses me off because he could do so much more. Yep. Um, but a lot of the design plays that are to Cameron Bray are inside the 20s, so inside the red zone. Outside of that, the receptions he sees are mostly scramble drills. Hmm. So if somebody wanted to do kind of a, a mini stack on that game, would you stack Lamar Jackson with uh, Humphreys and Bray? Because, I mean, you really can't stack Jackson with any of his weapons. You really can't, can you? No, I, I, I don't like that game as a whole. If I were to go somewhere, it would probably be to Adam Humphreys and a, a one-off. Do you think that there's any, I mean, between the, the five of us right now, is there any chance Flacco plays? I think they're going to have some packages for Flacco. Yeah. Uh, 
but I don't know to what extent that's going to be. All that does is basically just hurt Lamar Jackson a little bit. Yeah, I think I think honestly, I mean, this is like this is a complete dart throw, blindfolded everything, hand behind my back. I think you could do a Flacco with John Brown and Adam Humphreys stack, just rolled out there, and you can get whoever you want, and just hope to God that Lamar gets replaced. Because I think that would be. <laughs> I yeah. mean that's that's I mean that's a quarter line of all might make. Okay, so yeah, Jackson not a twenty or hundred dollars. Jackson does some twenty five cents. I have three dollars so. and eleven cents in my account. That's not too bad. I'm that's holding bad. for school to be done. Um, so tight ends, uh, we were writing up Rob Gronkowski at fifty eight hundred. Yeah, the Pittsburgh D ranks thirty first in DVP versus the tight end position since their week seven bye. The Steelers have allowed twenty four receptions for three hundred and forty three yards and two touchdowns. Tight ends have accounted for 24.6% of the receptions against the black and gold. Pittsburgh is allowing the fourth most fantasy points to the tight end position at 15.4 points per game. In his career versus the Steelers, Gronk has 39 receptions for 662 yards and eight touchdowns. Also, this has a narrative to be in an FU game by Gronk now that when you say his name, you picture him rumbling, bumbling, and stumbling after Miami Dolphins running back Kenyon Drake scorched him for a touchdown. Yeah, that was uh, that was embarrassing, Gronk. Yeah, it was embarrassing. So he's got to give the national public something else to think about, other than him like falling over his. I mean, the fact it was to... a sixty-nine yard touchdown. He <laughs> fell on the ground. I mean, just I the narrative that, has. Narrative I heard that in Yahoo leagues, you can start him in your IDP position. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and he'll get zero because he won't get the tackle. Um, tight end's tough, man. I mean, I, I've been looking at either Vernon Davis or Cameron Brait or Eric Ebron yep. or Rob Gronkowski. And I've actually worked out a couple lineups where I've put in Rob Gronkowski and Eric Ebron yeah. in the flex and, and I'm not really hating them. No. I mean, hey, Hilo, what is your, what is your take on playing two tight ends this week? Oh man. Uh, so I'm the biggest proponent of not playing two tight ends. <laughs> Let's hear it. <laughs> I, it, there's just, other than the top two this year, it's not even the top three anymore. Maybe Kittle, you could maybe top two and a half. Yeah. Like Ertz and Kels, there's no, there's no upside unless it's that one shot in the dark, you know, where Jared Cook goes for 400 yards and you're like, well, where did that come from? Um, speaking of Jared Cook, I actually really like Jared Cook this week. Really? Uh, that yeah, I do. So he's priced. Is, he's priced at a point where I don't think anybody will play him because he's right underneath Gronk and Ebron. Exactly, and Jax, yeah. Jax and I were talking about this the other night. I was thinking, you know, that might be a great pivot play because he's just a couple hundred dollars under those guys. And yeah, Cincinnati Gronk. sucks against the everything. Cincinnati just yeah, <laughs> yeah they exactly. suck. Yeah, I like that. I, and and John Marchbanks is is our resident uh, Raiders fan. The Raiders. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. He's in here. <laughs> hey, we're coming off a win. <laughs> coming off a win. Um, and then defense is always hard to pick, but uh, uh, you've got one that's jumping out at you, Jax. What I you got like? the uh, Chicago Bears going against Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers has now been sacked 20 times since the Pack's Week 7 bye. The Bears now have a total of 20 sacks since their Week 9 game versus the Bills. In their first meeting this year, the Bears got, a, got the Packers for four sacks, one interception, one defensive fumble recovery, and one defensive touchdown. Oh, and that game just so happened to be on opening night in Lambeau. Uh, over their past six games, the Bears are averaging 15.5 DK points. I'm in a tough spot in like actual fantasy, really not, not DraftKings, because I have the Bears defense and Aaron Rodgers, and I just, man, I'm just in a tough spot. Any other defense you're looking at, Mark? 
do you do you hang up on him? I don't think so. Mark, you still there? Yep, I'm here. What um what other defenses are you looking at? We just talked a little bit about them. The Ravens uh, with the pace of play. No, I'm still here. You guys there? Yeah. Nice. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice, uh, nice. Sweet, sweet. Um, the Ravens, I think, are a good uh, pick. Um, I'm not really a whole lot's jumping out at me this week, but I like the idea of the Bears being less than three grand at home. I usually don't pay up for defenses, but for me, that's not that expensive. But um, the Ravens might be a play that people miss. And um, they've been top five at home actually this year. So, um, what's the Ravens' price? Three thousand. Okay. I mean, I think you kind of have to pay up this week. Uh, last week we identified a few cheap plays that ended up being pretty good, um, and and the Giants was the play. Um, but then uh, Houston, I think, was pretty good last week too. Yeah. They were cheap. Um, so that that's just a tough a tough position to nail. You kind of have to. For me, you kind of got to just go with something and build all your lineups around that. Because otherwise, if you hit on one of your defenses, you'll go, "Well, shit, why didn't I play them in all yeah. my lineups?" Is is there any like I mean, can is there any way you could look really quickly at the Colts scoring for their defenses because they had like four sacks last weekend? Yeah, four or five. And I mean, I just feel like they've. If anything in that game, I would play the Cowboys. Relatively consistent. If anything, if anything in that game, I would play the Cowboys. Their adjusted sack rate is top eight in the league, and um, so they're not as good as I thought. I just they just got seem a strong like they, pass rush. So like another game. thing, though, too. I mean, Prescott is turning the ball over quite a bit now. Yeah, yeah, he, like, he is fumbling the ball quite he a had bit. Three turnovers before he started scoring last week. Yeah. Um, so kind of on my all sleepers team, one of the guys is your guy Foster from Buffalo. And you and I kind of went over, Mark, uh, the value of him versus Deshaun Hamilton. And it turned out they ended up both being very good plays. Um, Deshaun Hamilton was minimum priced and got 17 DK points. And uh, your boy Foster was 3,300. And how many points did he get? Uh, twenty-one something, something like that. Let me see. Yeah, because he got 20, the hundred yard. Yeah, yeah, he got the hundred yard bonus. Um, you like Foster again this week? I do. So the 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 reason for that is one Foster's uh, average depth of target is twenty nine point six yards. Yeah, it's a average. Everybody's it talking is, about it. Yeah, it is ridiculous. So all the looks you see in our downfield. Also, not many people know this, but I've covered it on Twitter as well. Josh Allen leads the league in average intended air yards, which is how far down the field his receiver is at time of target. Pair those two together. Now we're talking the other side of the field, defense. Who's the main you know pass stopper on Detroit? Darius Slay. Uh, he is. I, I don't think he's going to shadow. He really only they only use him in shadow coverage on true elite wide receiver ones, and the reason is because they run such a zone heavy scheme. Uh, so. Now we look at his, his coverage snaps, and he plays about 60% of the time on the left side of the field for the defense. So lined up against the right wide receiver. And that is going to be Zay Jones about uh, the same time, 60% of the time. So Foster's on the left wide receiver spot about 60% of the time, expecting that to remain about steady now with Isaiah McKenzie establishing himself as the slot man. So I think he, you know, pair all those together also think about snack they detroit signed snack as the run stopper now they are actually a better team against the run than they are the past so i think foster has a great shot to have a repeat performance this week yeah and like jackson was saying too they they're not going to be 
having much of a semblance of a run game this week. I think that this play is uh, is typifying what you were talking about earlier. And um, no offense to you, but I mean, a lot of people are talking about this, that, that, you know, you pay up for running back this week to get the value. And this is that value play that allows you to do this. I think Foster is the embodiment of a GPP DraftKings play. He's like everything you want. He's getting like 70% of the team's vertical uh, yards. I'm playing him in cash. I'll tell you that much. You're playing him in cash. Oh yeah, that is some balls right there. That's. I mean, that's not bad from the price. Now he's priced up to what, like 4,400? 43. Okay. Now is my boy Pettis still 4,400? Are they ever going to price him up? We've got the DraftKings pulled up here on our uh, on our thing. He is 4,400. Dante Pettis. <laughs> uh, so Dante Pettis. I mean, four touchdowns in the last three weeks. Um, he's entrenched as the starter now. He was filling in for um, Goodwin when he had some personal time off. Now he's firmly entrenched in the lineup because uh, Pierre Garçon is on the IR. Um, he was my number uh, three ranked rookie uh, wide receiver this year in the draft behind uh, DJ Moore and Calvin Ridley. He's versatile. He's fast. He could take the top off of defense. They won't price him up. And his big game this year was two weeks ago against the same team in Seattle. He went for 150 yards and two touchdowns. Why wouldn't you play Dante Pettis in, in GPPs this week? I got nothing. <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, Dante Pettis and, and your boy Foster and some of those plays, that if you do that, you could still get in uh, one good, um, decent wide receiver play, pay up for Ezekiel Elliott play. And, uh, and and then roll. You just got to pick the right quarterback. Um, you've got me thinking twice about maybe Josh Allen this week. But uh, I like the idea of um, Matt Ryan at home this week in GPPs. What do you think about that? I'm not too keen on picking on that Arizona pass D. Nope. Uh, Patrick Peterson is going to be all over Julio. I need Julio, man. I need him. But in that aspect, if, if Peterson's all over Julio and then Hooper's limited – and then you got all you got left is Sanu and Ridley. Doesn't it appear to be a Ridley game? It does. And then he's cheap. Is really Baker cheap. out? Yeah, he's at five thousand. Ridley, his his volume is pretty sporadic. Um, but this this looks like a spike target game for Ridley. The only issue I have is Arizona again slow bottom of the league pace of play. They're going to try and run as much as they can, especially on Atlanta where even though um, they have their best run soccer back, but um, they're going to try and get DJ involved. Yeah, they've got uh, Deion Jones down. back. Um, yeah. They've got – who's who's your who's your GPP quarterback this week right now? I mean, who are you looking at? Ooh, put me on the spot. Right now, honestly, I haven't gone through the quarterbacks enough. Um, I, I like um, – I actually like Luck a little bit. Um, I'm not too – sold on going all in on him i like trubisky you guys were talking about him earlier um and then i'm going against the grain here maybe a homer pack fan i like rogers on the road and a must win wow hands down he will be the lowest owned he's probably been all year yeah and he's the cheapest price he has been all year too. he's a hundred dollars less than josh allen <laughs> what's this world coming to yeah exactly. um, i mean if you want a contrarian play and a low owned play it's it's Aaron Rodgers. Pair him with uh, his 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 buddy Devonte Adams. Although Fuller, I would think, would shadow Adams, right? Uh, yeah, but it doesn't matter. I mean, Devonte Adams has had the toughest 
shadow coverage in the entire league and he just continues to produce it doesn't matter those two are on an unreal level just together you know you talk about Rodgers in the past with Jordy Nelson and just the chemistry that's what everyone talked about with those two well now it's Devontae Adams so um last week we hit pretty good on a um GPP that we did in the millionaire and um I scored 207 points and I posted I kind of like when you go in and you look at your lineup it'll show your lineup against the winning lineup and it was so crazy. I think you 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 saw that. Did you see how close mine was to the to the? I mean, I didn't yeah, did. come close to winning to a million dollars, but I mean, five of my plays were the same as the millionaire guy. I just missed out here and there on a couple of the value plays. Um, I didn't put Deshaun Hamilton in that one. If I would have put him in there instead of Justin Jackson, also uh, Adam Humphreys screwed all of us. But or if I would have played your Foster guy, that scored two oh seven, and the Millie was two thirty five, and the Millie was the same as my stack: Dak Prescott, uh, Amari Cooper, Giants D, um, Elliot, yeah, Ezekiel him. Elliott, Julio <laughs> Jones. Um, so that's kind of what I mean. I, I'm, I'm trying to evaluate my lineup versus the one that won and figure out like every week when you look at the top lineups, the ones that really cash, if you went down the line, everyone had Dak to Amari. I mean, Amari had the best wide receiver yeah. performance of the year. Dak was the number one quarterback on the week. So you just have to nail that play. And this week, is it Ben to Juju? Is it Rodgers to Devontae Adams? Is it Dak to Amari again? I mean, that would be really rare for a Millie stack to happen twice in a row. But that's what you and I and Jackson will try and figure out here the rest of the week and follow us on Twitter and go to polysleepers.com. And uh, this will transition into kind of why we called you tonight is you're now writing a showdown slate for us for polysleepers.com. Talk to us about that. Yeah, man. I really appreciate that. It's, uh, it's, I have a blast with it every time. Awesome. Uh, yeah, and, you know, this this past week was tough, you know, being in Vegas for work. Uh, I'll call it work. <laughs> for uh, <but laughs> for Dr. Evil, air quotes, work. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but, no, um, it's it's been a blast to write those. I love breaking down games like that. And uh, I I find I perform better when I break it down a game like that. So it's it's fun putting in the time to, to get that out. So appreciate well, that. The showdown – oh, my pleasure, man. Uh, the showdown slate, in case people don't play it – um, they have it for the single games, you know, Sunday, Monday, Thursday night. And um, and um, um, Mark writes an article for two or three of them, uh, you know, a week. Um, I already told him that doing three a week is pretty tough. But your your writing style is very eloquent for fantasy football. And, and that's that, that's um, I'm trying to make the best compliment I can because it is so. <laughs> It is so well written, and I've written. I've. Uh, I've. Uh, I mean, one of the reasons why we do this podcast is to try and differentiate ourselves from the the slush and the boring shit. And I've read so much boring stuff. Your your stuff doesn't read that way. It's not boring. It's very intuitive. It's it, you know you dive deep. But the whole idea is that the showdown slate is just one game, and you tell a story through your lineup. 
if the game script goes the way that you want it to um, and, and, and in that showdown slate you pick a captain and that captain costs more and he scores more so if you nail that captain slot that's part of it for me nailing it but you want to tell a little bit of a story and, and uh, that's when I just I hit you up one day and I was like why don't you just write an article for me because I like this whole tell a story get into more of that process yeah so the the tell a story kind of came about um because every uh, in a single game the you really have to almost have the perfect lineup right to to do anything in order to get that you have to nail the game script how you think the game is going to unfold and you have to nail a little bit of the game theory aspect which is the you know optimal choice uh or making the optimal choice uh, w- against what other people are going to do. So game theory usually has a little bit of a negative connotation in fantasy football. Uh, it kind of it makes you think contrarian, and that's not always the right move. So that's kind of what I've been trying to, to nail down is, one, you don't have to be contrarian to take down a GPP, uh, and two, you really have to think about how that game is going to unfold and adjust your roster accordingly, uh, whether that's... Uh, you know, the, the flow of the game, where the best matchups are, and, you know, how many touches you can project for a specific player based on those things. Well, one thing they do is they'll have a really cheap, like, I try to get that really cheap, like, $500 guy in there that I'm like, okay, well, maybe this backup tight end will get a little bit of work, or this third string running back will get a little bit of work. And That's it, where it's kind of like gambling, though. <laughs> it's It definitely is like gambling, but... Um, if people you know like doing fantasy football this is a different way to play you're just playing one game you're picking five players you don't have to pick a defense you don't have to pick a tight end you can play a kicker you can play two kickers you can play both quarterbacks you can play no quarterbacks um but um there's so much to it and and i think nailing that game script is really huge and i I love that you're on board with that and you'll continue to write uh, for us for that and we'll be uh, looking forward to your article for tomorrow i mean uh, i think some of these injuries are starting to be clarified so we know that eckler's out we know that tyreek hill is in we're just kind of waiting to see what's going on with melvin gordon and justin jackson i think uh yeah this is with you joining as well i think paulie's slowly building a uh like one of those uh movie montages where he's building his team yeah and he's going around like you know picking up the right people so i'm excited to see what you guys do yeah yeah that's that's what it's all about man surround yourself with uh with uh talent and uh that makes you look good right start calling him dominic (laughs) toretto (laughs) um so uh you're an aviator yeah i'm actually uh, active duty navy you're active duty navy and and uh so what do you do in aviation for the for the navy uh i fly f-18s been doing it about uh seven years now um two combat deployments and now i'm back home uh i'm actually an instructor now uh, teaching new new aviators how to fly. So you're like the the so you're, you're Tom Cruise. I'm sure everybody says that, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm Goose actually. I'm the guy in the back seat. Okay, <laughs> even better. That's awesome. Oh, that is fantastic, man. So Vegas was a little bit to do with uh, with this. Yeah, so I was uh, I was at Vegas for uh, what's called the International Council of Air Shows. So one of my kind of side gigs that I picked up is uh, I. I go around the country and perform air shows uh, in the F-18 uh, to boost recruitment, boost uh, kind of the community outreach for the Navy. Um, and that started this past year. So I'll be doing that for one more year uh, and definitely looking forward to that as well. Um, so where were you? You said you were deployed twice or were your deployments? 
Uh, I was over uh, in OEF and OIR in 2014 and 2017. Wow, man. That's really cool. I think you said something about getting maybe some VIP passes for the Poly Sleepers crew when you guys do your uh, air show in uh, Ohio next year. Yeah, man. We are with the air show schedule for us isn't exactly finalized yet. We're working through that now, but uh, we're looking at uh, a show or two maybe in Ohio, and we'd love to have you out, show you the jets, and get you some VIP stuff going on. That'd be awesome. And uh, the Juice of the Morning podcast isn't solely fantasy football, so I'm going to get your contact info from Polly, and maybe we can have you on the uh, the regular show as well because that just sounds, yeah, sounds awesome. Yeah, he does another show and has chefs and actors and all kinds of crazy people on. They talk about a bunch of stuff, so maybe you could be on that show as well. Well, oh, I wanted cool. to say, I mean, from the bottom of my heart, thank you for your service. Um, I think that is really, really cool. I told you my dad was uh, World War II and Korea, Navy and, or uh, I'm sorry, Marines uh, and the Navy. So um, um, I think that's really, really cool, man. And uh, uh, you're an instructor and you're keeping it going. I think that's really, really cool. I appreciate that, man. I'm just, I'm just out having fun, though. <laughs> that's a good way to look at it. And in Vegas, you won your buy-in to the World Series of Poker. Is, this, is the wife letting this happen? Oh, yeah. She's letting it happen. Actually, my, <laughs> that's not even a my, question. <laughs> my Actually, uh, my mom flew out for a day uh, to hang out with me while I was there. And um, we hit up the craps table and won it while we were sitting there for like two hours. It was crazy. So, Do you play a lot, of, a lot of poker? Uh, I actually, I do. Um, I haven't in a long time uh, for obvious reasons, but... Uh, <laughs> My when I graduated college, my graduation present to myself was was a uh, WSOP tournament buy-in. So uh, it's been a while, but I do play. Nice, that's uh, awesome. Yeah, I'd I, like I think- to chat you up on that uh, off the show a little bit because I've been getting a lot more into that lately. So oh, I might uh, be DMing you. I play as well, and yeah. I, I caught I caught Hilo um, saying, um, "Is it too early to use my one time?" We were talking. <laughs> we were talking about one of our lineups and needing somebody to hit, and we wanted. I think he needed Eric. And Eric Ebron did hit right after you said that. He said, "I need yeah, your Eric. Did. I need your boy Eric Ebron to do something." And he got a couple catches and a touchdown. I'm like, "There you go." But you said, "Is it too early to use my one time?" And I just said, "Are you a Texas Hold'em player?" And you were like, "Yeah." <laughs> I could just tell by that one thing because that's the classics Hold'em thing is when that you know when that river's coming down and you get that one time um but that's awesome maybe me you and john could all play uh sometime or uh go uh someplace and play i know how to play uno <laughs> <laughs> well hey man uh, we went a little long but that's totally cool because you're part of the team now and i'm really glad that you're on and people can go um see your articles for the showdown slates on polysleepers.com and follow uh mr garcia at at Hilo pterodactyl which has got to be the craziest name in the fantasy football community <laughs> my friend yeah, so I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll read you guys in a little bit about what that's all about. Hilo is actually my call sign in the Navy. Ah. Um, and pterodactyl. It's definitely pterodactyl. I've been wanting to correct Polly for like three weeks, <laughs> but I've just waited for you to do it. Oh my so God, weird. you've been sitting on this? <laughs> I've been calling you pterodactyl <laughs> yeah, and it's pterodactyl? No <laughs> yeah. Hey, and the best part, Mark, when he calls me, hey, do you see what that hilo pterodactyl guy said? I'm like, hold on, say it again. And he's like, pterodactyl. No. <laughs> dying <laughs> laughing. So the right thing is hilo, right? Because yep. I always yeah. say hilo. Okay? Yeah, yeah, I say yeah. it completely wrong. <laughs> well, we've, we've gotten it. We've gotten that's it fixed. Just, that's just fucking I'm dead right now. That's just fantastic. <laughs> well, hey, thanks for being on, and we'll definitely have you on next year, and we're looking forward to your uh, future contributions, and um, and good luck to you, and God bless, man. Thanks. 
Yeah, man. Appreciate it. We'll be talking. Thanks for having me on, guys. Stay in touch, sir. Later, buddy. Be careful. All right. See ya. Yeah, I've definitely known that for a while. Oh, my God. (laughs) I was looking at that today. I was like, is that Hilo? It looks like Hilo. Well, the, the pterodactyl part, because because I'm a, I'm part. definitely a dinosaur nerd. Is and there a P in there though? Yeah, there's a P, but the but P is silent. Sp- you don't he pronounce is silent, silent in pterodactyl. In pterodactyl. <laughs> but dude, every time he'd call me, hey, do you see what that Hilo pterodactyl guy said? I'm like, say it again more time. Oh, I love oh my it. god. Okay, love so um, <laughs> that was cool shit. That's awesome. He's, no, I I gotta get your the, his contact. I mean, he's we're on Twitter, so I'll yeah, just I'll hit him up. He's geeked up about the. Uh, I mean, like I said, talking to about some things and opening me and Jack's up into new things to look at like a dot and like um, uh, pace of play or things that we probably need to look at more and um, and if he actually does want to have us out for like the uh, the he already uh, said the, he said he's gonna get us VIP tickets to that air show, show. Yeah. air show I don't know why I yeah. can't think of that yeah but that would be awesome and I would definitely just want to interview him on the spot too yeah, yeah. Um, so we're gonna move on to uh, talking about the listener league there's not as much to talk about no and it, it'll be quick and it'll be interesting and there's no music this to, week because I didn't have time teams. to look it up. It's down to four teams. Down to four teams. So what four teams are in it? The two buys were uh, Wilson and Dylan, right? Yep. You got Wilson and Dylan, you got Brian Titus, and you got Pauly Sleepers. So Whoa, wait, what? The final yeah, four? I did Pauly not Sleepers? think you were going to make it. I did, did, not, I did it? not think you were going to make it. Oh. I didn't think you were going to make it. I mean, I believe Titus. I mean, Does Titus, the guy that so, runs a fantasy football show actually know how to play fantasy football? You well, you're six and Come seven on, so i was only one win off of that damn it i was hoping uh, you wouldn't say anything about the record <laughs> um but no you scored 177 so you have every right to be there i smashed um, dan last yeah, week i was, smashed him was, in both was crushing crushing defeat 51 I'm glad you said league really quick you, yeah i just smashed dan <laughs> <laughs> in both leagues 51 points for uh amari cooper that's just insane um and then titus man went into the uh, monday night game and i kept i mean i called it last week i said he was going to be out first round and it was uh, it was looking close there. It looked like he had a chance to lose it to uh, Miller, but somehow he squeaked out a win. And Andrew Luck's just been, I think, balling out for him for the last few weeks. So Andy, he's got. Uh, I mean, Miller got screwed. He had Odell. Yep. So uh, Miller made a huge move to trade for Odell. He kind of stole Odell, and then Odell was his downfall. Sorry, Josh. And uh, but I wanted to ask you though. You were um, in our little tax text group chat. You were saying Titus. You're going down, and then Titus won, and you're like, "Okay, I was just one week off. Now you're going down. Now you're going down. What's all the hate? The, the hate is uh, Titus is the guy I know in the league, probably it's, it's, the it's best. The you I'm, know. The, I'm the closest with him, so I feel like I can give him more shit than I give anybody else. That's great. That the people that you're closest to are the ones you want to shit on the <laughs> yeah. most. It's it's a uh, it's a love hate relationship <laughs> with me and Titus Boy. Uh, I, I think he's going to go down this week. Uh, Dylan's a, uh, I want to say, 3.5 point favorite. That's not much. Not much, but his team's just stacked and he may not even he may not even have his full starting lineup in I play Wilson for the third time this year and and Wilson has uh, done a little gamesmanship and not put any of his starters in he's no he is now oh he did yeah but it's not the guys he's playing now he's got in he's trying to mess with now it's all the bench players And he's only project. He's got Keep like doing it, a, Wilson. He's hands down. When I had the idea, of the listener league, it's fun. Wilson, it like the perfect 
at, like the perfect person for this league. Just like it sets it up perfectly. It's like you need that one character. He's man. that guy. And he's, he's that been guy. The guy. Yeah, and we said it last week. I don't know if you listened to the whole podcast, but we said he was the. Uh, I named him the the MVP of the league last week because he's yeah. just done so much for it. Yeah, he's awesome. And uh, and I he did that. The, he pulled that shit the last time we played. He benched all his starters, so I couldn't figure out what he was doing. And <laughs> I I DM'd him and I was like, dude, I invented that benching your starters shit like back in 1999. Don't pull that shit on me. <laughs> So he did it again, and I'm like, it didn't work for you last time. So now today he's gone in and he's put all of his bench players in. Yeah, and Devontae Adams and Juju and Nick Chubb are all still on his bench. So see, you he's doing he's all that do. stuff. If I was in that position, I'd forget to move everybody back. Out. <laughs> That's what Dylan said. <laughs> That's probably why at 12 I'm not in the, I'm not in the playoffs. Oh shit! <laughs> so this week it's me versus Wilson for the rubber match because he beat me the first uh, time we played, and I uh, we beat him last time, and then it's. Uh, Titus versus uh, Dylan, and yep. of course and Titus wants it to come down to me and him. Yeah, and the and the odds uh, are it's just it's just a wild, wild league that we're in um, with this listener league. Titus is also six and seven. You're six and seven, <laughs> and you guys both, I mean, have been killing people towards the end of the year. You just had you must when have had a rough win, start. When we win, we win big. Yeah, um, but you also lose big too. So the winner gets an automatic bid in the next year's league, and uh, so if you make it, then. Are you going to go with second place gets an automatic bid? We haven't gotten that far. Because that's just a, a good idea. Just an idea. Because, like, what well, does it matter if you get an automatic bid? It's your it's your yeah, listener I would league. say that uh, if it comes down to me and uh, and one of those guys and I win, then, yeah, then that second yeah. place guy, let's go ahead and let him in next year. Because yes. we're already going to a 12 team. We're going to go to right. 12 teams next year, and uh, we're going to change up the format a little bit. But, yeah, let's decide that. If, yeah. it, if it is me that wins, and you guys know it will be. <laughs> and just for everybody out there, watch out for me and John. We're coming for you. Yeah. John, yeah. those guys. I believe. I believe in both of you. Those guys. Are John's a lot better than I am, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah. John will probably crush next year. It'll be him and it'll be him and Dylan because Dylan yeah. will win it and he'll get in, and then it'll be you two next year. But anyway, so that's the listener league. Good luck, guys, and it's been a great year. And then uh, we were going to go into um, uh, pickups. If you need a few players with uh, with John, and that is this one. John, with our pickups, I uh, played the wrong drop again. I apologize. That's okay. That's fine. It's the end of the season, so it's just... music. <laughs> I was just enjoying the music. Uh, I need a break, a breather. Um, anyway, I'm going to start with quarterbacks. Um, I'm going to give you some live updates of what the ESPN ownership is of these, because um, I have the overall ownership. Yeah, and this is for like uh, eight to ten team leagues, so. Um, let's go ahead and apparently Lamar Jackson is still available. Um, we have talked about him a little bit already. Um, he's 48.8% owned in ESPN leagues. Um, we've talked a little bit. He could get benched. He could not get benched. He's supposed to be the starter, but, um, I mean, if you need a quarterback, absolutely. I think he'll play that whole game. You can still pick him up. I don't see that shit happening. Do you yeah. think anybody in the playoffs right now 
<clears throat> are struggling to find a quarterback. Yeah, see, I, I've got that in my notes too. Hopefully, you've got your quarterback by now. Yeah, I mean, um, but, I was just curious. But there are people that have brutal matchups, and they're mm-hmm. thinking, "Well, do I go get a Aaron Rodgers?" <laughs> Dude, I'm rolling Aaron Rodgers. Do I go get again. a Josh Allen or do Doing I go it. get a? No, and I've got him. I'm in, following high low. I've got him in my work league, and I'm not going to lose the semifinals with Aaron Rodgers on my bench. Exactly. It's yeah. just not going to happen. <laughs> that would be terrible. <laughs> it's just that's bad. Op, that's bad optics. But um, yeah, the other guy you just named him, Josh Allen. He's still available in like eighty percent of leagues. I yeah, think. nobody's rostering him. Nobody's he's picking get, up. He's getting he's, a lot of buzz on Twitter, and a lot of people are picking him up and playing him on Twitter. Um, yeah. Also, keep in mind that that's that will update tomorrow. So, like, yeah. that's after the waiver periods ownership. I mm-hmm. bet that these guys have spiked a little bit today. Yeah. So that's uh, he's only twenty two percent, but still as they're of right now very widely open. And uh, Josh Allen's been running the shit out of the ball. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, so if you've been streaming your quarterbacks all season, I mean, you can still get Josh Allen, right? kind of talked about his his, floor his floor is lamar miller's day yeah (laughs) i mean that's just insane but uh yeah we kind of talked about his downsides coming up in this game too um but you know those are the two guys that that are still available you can pick them up um some running backs we already talked about justin jackson he could be carrying the whole load you gotta keep an eye on melvin gordon's status um i don't think he's gonna play but um we'll see justin jackson is there um Derrick Henry, if everybody hasn't already picked him up because of his 100,000-point game, then I don't know, you can add him and put him back on your bench, I guess. Yeah, would you play him against the Giants are like 26th DVOA against running backs? Would you play? Would you chase? Would you chase the points? That's what we call that is chasing points. Jackson, are you playing Derrick Henry this week? I don't own him, but if I, if I was in a, a desperate time of a running yes. back i would i mean i thought about it when both james connor and melvin gordon went down yeah, see my that's team, what i'm saying but, uh, if you're in that situation you might have to because right. i mean here's the thing the realistic thing he's not going to get you 100 yards again i mean that's not going to happen no. no but i mean he i mean he's very he, he's very prone to just falling in the end zone so i mean that's all you need and his stiff arm was updated to 99 overall on Madden. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no shit that's a truth nice. um, um Sorry, go ahead. Okay. Um, A couple of, like, I don't know, low ownership guys, but low upside guys that you can add. They're available. Um, Damian Williams handcuffed to Spencer Ware. I guess he did have two touchdowns last week, but um, that's, you know, overvalue if you you try to look at it too hard. Where's doubtful? I would would roll out Damian Williams this week. There we go. Absolutely. Um. Elijah McGuire, um, just because Isaiah Crowell got injured, so he'll get starting running back duties. Um, Rashad Penny is still a handcuff for Chris Carson if he uh, goes down. Kenneth Dixon, um, he got quite a few more carries last week um, over Gus Edwards, or looked better than Gus Edwards anyway. Um, so he's an ad there. And those are uh, all my running backs, if you got anybody to add. The plays this week for running back are Justin Jackson, if Melvin Gordon sits, and Damian Williams, if I think that Spencer Ware will sit. Elijah McGuire is a dart throw. I'm not trusting Dixon because there's like four running backs active on that squad. Uh, coach speak is, yes, we're going to get him more involved. But, God, that's scary to me. I mean, Gus Edwards could be the guy to churn out the end of that game. Um, um, I don't know. I just uh, plus I'm, Lamar Jackson's going to carry the ball yeah. about five hundred times too. So yeah, yeah. So uh, what do we got for wide receivers? I think there's only a couple for me. 
Um, yeah, wide receivers. I got Kenny Stills um, is a low ownership ad. He um, has scored touchdowns in the past two weeks. Uh, went off for 100 yards last week. Um, he's a he's a possible. I don't know, uh, flex play for you if you need somebody in your flex. Um, Randall Cobb has shown some wide receiver three capabilities. Um, He's scoring some points again. Um, Let's go down here a little bit further. Dante Pettis already talked about, um, but he is somebody you can pick up and put in your lineup. Like you just talked about, he's playing the same team. He just scored 150 yards and two touchdowns on. Pettis will be the guy that I I, I bet people wish they picked up and played this mm -hmm. week. And I think if you have, uh, if you're in the situation like Juice is in with with Aaron Rodgers, I think Randall Cobb, if he's available... I mean, great. I mean, week one, he went for nine receptions for 142 and one. Well, and also, you were talking about... Bryce Callahan's out for the rest of the year. That slot corner for uh, for the Bears is out. So, uh, Cobb could have a sneaky, yeah. big PPR day. I like yep. that pickup. So, there's uh, Randall Cobb, Dante Pettis, um, Deshaun Hamilton, obviously, is going to be on this list um, with... The only other wide receiver there is Sutton. And so, he's hurt. Yeah. So, um, Deshaun Hamilton's got to be your guy if you're uh, losing every Broncos receiver you have on your team. I think he's a good flex play. Yeah. Um, what about then, the horrible tight end position? Well, I was going to say Robert Foster. Oh, yes. Yes, uh, the yes, guy yes, that, yes. Uh, uh, Mark talked about a little bit earlier. And he is uh, very low-owned. You can yeah. pick him up on your league right now. Yep. And 715. If you want a ceiling play, we talk about this sometimes. And on Twitter, people will say, well, should I take this guy or that guy? And we'll say, well, if you're comfortable in your matchup, this guy has a very nice floor. Take this guy. But if you feel like you're already kind of behind the eight ball and you want a big play, this guy has the higher ceiling. Yep. Dante Pettis and and uh, and Ruben Foster are those higher ceiling plays this week. Robert Foster. In my oh Robert Foster yeah, yeah Ruben's not, not playing the, not the uh, linebacker <laughs> for that guy yes Robert Foster I think those are the big ceiling plays um, so tight end Vernon Davis is somebody you can pick up um, let me make sure that his percentage is still good yeah it's um, super nine point three percent it's okay. super low yeah I was gonna say we're seeing fifteen to thirty across uh, normal size leagues so um, Vernon Davis is somebody you can pick up especially if you just had Jordan Reed um, I mean once again tight end you're probably getting nothing out of um dallas go dare somebody can throw a dart at as you like to say uh what about evan ingram he was dropped in a bunch of leagues because he missed a bunch of time i started him in a couple leagues last week and he got three for 77 anybody down for evan ingram all depend on the status of odell yeah okay so yeah if odell is out then evan ingram is definitely a play a good point yep um and those are my only That's two about pickups. It. For you weren't going to say Derek Carr? He's got a good matchup this week. Uh, at I the like Bengals. him. I, honestly, I, I wasn't talking to, to Hilo about it. I think he could be a very, very sneaky play on DraftKings at 5,400. Yes. Versus, I mean, you pair him up with Cook. I mean, that's very contrarian. But, I mean, you look at it. Cincinnati's, and bring him back with Boyd, who has a great or matchup. Or bring him back with Mixon. I mean, just, I mean. I'm trying to. Hilo, if you're still listening, we're advocating the Derek car to jared cook. cook to uh tyler boyd stack well the one thing I, w- I was bringing up and of course nobody's picking up uh Derek carr and playing him but cincinnati's 31st dvoa against uh quarterbacks um Derek carr's quarterback rating before um 
Cooper left was 85 point something. Now it's 100. And since Cooper left, he's thrown 11 touchdowns and zero picks. Yeah. He's better. He's better. I mean, how is Amari Cooper better in Dallas and Dax better with him and Derek Carr's better without him? How did all of those things work out? They had some kind of weird relationship where they like, they know that the other one's good, but they don't. I don't, they just don't work well together. So. People are like, oh, the, uh, Dak's force-feeding Amari the ball. I'm like, no, Derek Carr f- tried to force-feed him the ball. Yeah, I, I think, think that was the thing. Is like that He's like, I got to get him the ball. You know, I got to get him the ball. But, I mean, I try to keep my home reviews out of the out of the podcast. So. <laughs> well, I just brought it up because, I mean, he does Nate have a nice matchup this week. And if something crazy happens and your quarterback gets that – like uh you know that non-contact deshaun watson practiced hurt or something and you need a dart throw i am not mad at it really because he's he i think he's got three touchdown upside at at cincy um so we were going to uh finish with questions we had a bunch of questions guys the fantasy therapist cannot make it tonight he texted me dr remorse called in yeah dr remorse he's got to go talk to an adam thielen and uh talk him off the ledge well this guy had a uh, Kirk Cousins, Adam Thielen, Stefan Diggs stack with Todd Gurley and um, and Zach Ertz at uh, tight end with Antonio Brown. Um, I mean, he had some of the best players in the game, and he scored like 50 points out of all those guys. Jared, That's a real person, isn't it? Yeah, Jared Goff got him like minus three points. This guy is literally on the ledge right now. <laughs> so, um, doctor, he's the he, he's he's going to be our new fantasy res, resident uh, therapist. So, um, uh, there's a fantasy therapist now that's going to be part of the Poly Sleepers team to help you from those bad beats. And it turns out there's a guy out there that had all of those guys on one team, and he was so confident. He made some pretty big bets with his buddies and now he wants to uh end it all so um, <laughs> i really want to hear about yeah this. the doc the doc is going to help him out he couldn't make it to our show so <laughs> we're going to have to do that next week so we're going to cover a few questions and then we're going to close it out so uh, can, can i start with one that we got from the chat please do so we got uh from at two on one fantasy football podcast oh yeah when, i know this guys when you guys get to questions later is aaron jones too risky of a play this week at chicago he yes. was talking about this earlier. Yeah, it's pretty risky. Um, I can't remember what his choices are, um, and he might be in my um, in the ones that I kept here because I think that I kept. Um, no, he's not. But we were talking about him earlier. Uh, yeah, for me, Aaron Jones is really scary at uh, at Green Bay. Um, their usage is really weird with him and and so last week i don't know if you guys saw the game but there's a new coaching regime right new coach in town aaron jones is one of the best yards per carry uh uh, running backs in the league everybody's like hashtag free aaron jones and did you know that jamal williams started that game and was in for the entire first series i bet aaron jones owners were just absolutely losing their minds losing their goddamn minds so Going on on that, uh, Chicago Bears have the number one overall rated defense by Pro Football Focus too. Yeah. Run defense, and, yeah, and regular defense. And they've so, also only allowed a hundred more yard, hundred more rushing yards four times at all at, at all this year. So somebody put on here, and thanks for two and one uh, asking. Um, we are scared about that. Tyler Ademek said Aaron Jones, uh, Tevin Coleman, or Tyler Boyd. Uh, standard scoring. 
Uh, I'm saying Tyler Boyd. Yeah, I would have to agree with that. I think that that game could get a little shooty. Um, he has, like I said, the number one matchup this week for uh, wide receivers. Um, I mean, last week he had three for 53, but the week before that he had six for 91. The week before that he had seven for 110 and a touchdown. That he matchup just, that you saw, who did they have him lined up against? Um, um, Jax has the uh, the quarterback matchup. He can, he can show that for you, but um, they uh, show him the number one on the week. Is he playing um, in the slot still, even Nick though AJ Nelson. Green's out? Nick Nelson. They have him in as a slot receiver. Uh, okay. Yeah. I didn't know if he was playing out wide now that AJ Green's been out. This is per I'm, your uh, pro football focus. Still guys, running seventy four percent of his routes from the slot. Yeah. Okay. There you go. There you go. Um so uh Jimbo Slice, I like this. He's at the real JC O block. Um, he's got Jordan Reed, who's out. Top three free agents are Brait, Ingram, and Vance McDonald. Now, he updated. Someone picked up Brait because I said, go get Brait. He's got a good matchup. I think Vance McDonald's got some shooty upside. If, Vance. If what us and Mark Garcia were talking about earlier, if they do do double safety help over both the top of those guys, AB and Juju, the middle's going to be open for Vance to eat. I think that game could shoot out. So uh, I told Jimbo to go ahead and pick up, uh, do the Vance dance and pick yeah. up uh, Vance McDonald. Yeah, in his past four games, he has six targets, five targets, seven targets, and four targets. How come you guys think that that game's going to shoot out, though? Uh, the Patriots Steelers game, because mm-hmm. it's the Patriots Steelers game. You guys thought the same thing about the Minnesota Patriots game, though, and that did not shoot out. Did we say that? Oops. Yeah, that's when I was like, we should not start Tom Brady or Kirk Cousins. <coughs> ah, we should start Josh Allen and uh, Tom Brady and Kirk that's Cousins. What started that right? Both farted in the box. Yeah. <laughs> So, kind of to reference the Pro Football Focus, I think it will. Steelers and Patriots are top five in plays per game. Yeah, so they're they also are tops in defense. Um, the Steelers are top six in Get run defense. Uh, Get them, John. Boom, boom, boom. The Patriots are number two in overall defense. So, I mean, that's why I said the the thing about the. Uh, the Patriots and the Minnesota Vikings game. The Patriots have a really good defense. The Vikings yeah. have a solid it's defense. It's hindsight's twenty twenty, but we're looking at it on a Wednesday <laughs> night, so we're good to go. Yeah, yeah. Um, Overall so. this week, there's a lot of shitty games, so we're picking a good one that looks a little interesting. Right. It just sounds like it's going to be good. Yeah. It's New England and the Tony Steelers, Romo right? and Jim Nance are going to be calling the game. Like, we're writing a great narrative. <laughs> we got lots of questions, and we're going over, guys. Uh, play Vernon Davis over uh, Trey Burton. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Trey yes. Boo Boo. Are we really doing this? Yes. With Josh Johnson throwing the ball? Yes. Because mm-hmm. Jacksonville's got, uh, they're pretty susceptible to the middle of the field. Uh, Trey Burton hasn't done shit at all. Um, and Green Bay is really good against tight ends. So that was from Fantasy Junkie 27. Uh, yes, we are saying play, play Vernon Davis. And I texted him back. I said, this is so ugly. Um, and I said no, but the the team right now, Fantasy Junkie, I'm gonna I'm gonna get with you later. The team is saying Vernon Davis, and I do like his matchup this Every week. Every time I feel like he comes in when Jordan Reed gets injured, he goes off for like two touchdowns. Um, finals in uh, his league. This is the Dynasty Snark. Do I play Damian Williams with the Chargers, Gus Edwards versus Tampa Bay, or Eric Ebron versus Dallas? I'm hoping that's a flex. If that's a flex, you play Ebron. It's no got to be. A, it's got to be a flex. Now the question you ask yourself: Who's your starting tight end? I know, I know, right? Well, so you would think that it would have to Ertz be or Kelsey or Kittle. Or Kittle. Yeah, 
you would think he's got one of those top ones. And then so if picks, you have that, you play if you, you play Ebron. But if you if you have like a Cameron Braid or Evan Ingram as your tight end, swap that. Then play you play Damian Williams. True. Yeah. If you don't have one of the top tight ends, Ebron should be your tight end, and then Damian Williams should be your flex. But yes. I'm assuming they've got a good uh, tight end there. Dynasty Snark. That'd be uh, a great problem to have right now. I know, and that's what we were talking about earlier. Just like get two good tight ends on your leagues next year. It's not going to be a bad idea. Um, Outcast uh, at Reaper Warpath. He has Dalvin Cook as his flex and standard. Should he keep Cook or put in Dante Pettis? Cook. In standard scoring, I'm going to say I'm going to say uh, standard scoring. Yeah, okay. Dalvin Cook. More yeah. touches. Dalvin Cook all day long. And also, if you've got Cook in your flex, that means you've got two pretty good running backs. So that's probably a pretty good uh, squad. I answered back Cook 100%. Um, Jacob Vossler. Um, Oh, this is the worst beat. This is the worst beat ever. I don't know. I took the screenshot of it. So, yeah. <laughs> so, this guy needed um, 0.5 fantasy points to win his matchup last week from Jared Goff. <laughs> and Jared Goff got him 0.3. Oh, my God. And he lost by <laughs> 0.2 points. That's so frustrating. <laughs> Jared That's Goff hilarious. threw for 180 yards and four interceptions. So he got minus 3.3 fantasy points in this scoring system. Like like the big ones were commenting on this. Matthew Barry and Jake Seeley and all these guys were like, yeah, that like the fantasy football hitman. They were like, this is the worst. And then I put the gif of all the family guy people throwing up at the same time. Did you see that <laughs> yeah. family guy when there's like five oh, of them yeah. throwing up? Uh, so that one's really bad. I just I kind of put that in there. Um, so we got the tight ends. Okay. Battle of the start spot starters. Um, benching Winston. Go with Dak or Josh Allen. Standard scoring six points passing. And somebody brought that up, that this is a pretty good distinction here. Six points passing. Josh Allen might not throw a touchdown pass or one. His ceiling is two. Dak's ceiling is definitely three or four. Does six points make it a difference? Six points for a passing touchdown. Does that make it a difference? Do you go Dak over Allen in that situation? Dak. Yeah. What do you think, Juice? I'm thinking uh, off the top of my head, I'm going to go Josh Allen just because I think it's more fun to watch him. And I'm a Colts fan, and I want uh, Dak to get shut down by the Colts defense. Yeah, yeah. little homer call. Yep, um, I always am. We're all going with Dak on that one. Um, we already did that one. Except for um, me, Josh Allen. Lindsay, <laughs> uh, Lindsay Hartfield, who we uh, bring up all the time. Hey, Lindsay. Um, she does great, by the way. We're like... Um, the stoner, the fantasy football stoner put on there today, she was asking some questions and he said, I just want to take this time, Lindsay, to say that you're doing a really good job of running your team without us. Um, so good job. And uh, and I had to give her a shout out for that. I hope she gets her trophy. But she said, drop Godwin for Pettis. And we all said, yes, absolutely. I think Pettis is startable in the flex spot, depending on who you have. Not over Dalvin Cook, though. No. Um Hey, Paulie, how does my lineup look? He didn't have, he had, uh, he had, uh, um, who is this guy? Oh, Kenzen Cali. This guy's really cool. This is Kenzen Cali. Um, he had Philip Lindsay in the bench spot and Leonard Fournette starting. You, you, there is no flex. You start two running backs. He's had a hell of a time this year. He's also benching Aaron Jones. So right now he's got Leonard Fournette and Christian McCaffrey starting. He's benching Aaron Jones and Philip Lindsay. I told him to put Philip Lindsay in for Leonard Fournette. 
Yes. Who do the Broncos thousand, play? Thousand percent agree. Don't care. They Dude play has Cleveland, one hell of an afro. Cleveland at home. He looks like he looks like oh, Sideshow yeah. Bob from uh, from uh, The Simpsons. <laughs> yeah, I would wow. definitely start oh, for, him. So this is what I said, man. I mean, Leonard Fournette has a home matchup versus Washington, which is okay. But Lindsey has a home matchup versus Cleveland, which is even better. Mm-hmm. And also, Lindsey has won you fantasy games while Leonard Fournette has been injured with a foot suspended held out he hasn't won you shit i said uh philip Lindsay's earned a spot in your fantasy lineup and 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 fournette's earned a spot on your bench in my opinion uh, i also think that he's got a little bit better matchup i think that leonard fournette i mean what did he get last week he got like six points um so, 34 yards on six attempts yeah or no he, 16 attempts he definitely uh, shit the bed. Yeah, um, the Cleveland Browns run defense is number 30th in the league. Yep. Overall. And then the but last one was focus. from um, Magic Pag Host, and he's got his name backwards like people do now because Le'Veon Bell did it, I think. Good good riddance uh, is his uh, thing. Uh, if Melvin Gordon doesn't play, which three running backs should I run? And he's got Marlon Mack, Spencer Ware, who's out, uh, Sony Michelle, Samuels, Drake, and Coleman. So I said if Connor sits and Ware is healthy, but Ware is not healthy, right? No, okay. he's not healthy. You go Samuels for sure. Samuels, Michelle. Yep. And then he's got to go Marlon Mack then too, doesn't he? Is Tevin Coleman out? Yeah, but Tevin Coleman hasn't been doing football He's been losing things, stuff man. to Edo. He hasn't been doing football things, and he has been losing snaps. Uh, Edo's out-snapped in the last What I weeks. would do, I would drop Spencer Ware. If you're listening, then go drop him, then go get Damian Williams, and your problem solved. There you go. Then you could play Damian Williams, Sony Michelle, and uh, and Samuels, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, and this is a PPR league, so um, Samuels, you got to watch out in standard leagues because he's going to give goal line work up to uh, to Ridley. But in PPR yep. leagues, you should be good. That's pretty much it. We had a bunch of questions this week, and uh, Hilo was a great Colin guest, and uh, we've got uh, um, going down to the wire in the listener league and everybody's leagues for their uh, fantasy football championships. Hopefully, we'll win some DraftKings money again this week. Um, the we draft- got a little bit of money in my account. We got you. We got you a little bit of money back. Yeah, we're going to end up. I'm telling you, it'd be really funny if we could just uh, get you back to where smash. you smash. I, I would say smash. On <laughs> hey, and then we got NASCAR season in two months. And so I'm, we're I'm, good to I'm go. just going to throw like a hundred dollars again yeah. at you, and then right. then we'll just rock it out. Give him a twamp. Like, yo, <laughs> just give me, just guys, give me. we have two shows left. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So That's next so week sad. we're going to have our final. Uh, show before the championship and then the week after that we're going to do like a half show just to recap talk about what we're doing next year and announce the listener league winners, winners. a half show for us is like still like an hour and a half right. I know <laughs> a half show is an hour I want everybody that's the uh, Pollers Pollers Polly Sleepers Army just go ahead and do me a small favor. Go out and share this uh, podcast with other people. Um, and then also just take the time to rate and write a review on Apple Podcasts because that just uh, increases our rank and makes us more visible to other people out there that, that up, may not have ever sure. heard of us. I'm glad you brought that up. Wilson did that today for us. He did a rate and review. Also, guys, um, go to Juice in the Morning and uh, and subscribe. Go to uh, at Juice in the Morning on Twitter. and, uh, and Juice in the AM. Show our Juice man. Some love and follow, and then go to Polly Sleepers on Twitter. We're gonna hit 2,000 before the end of the season, guys. I'm at like yep. 1,920 followers, and I think last week I gained 84. So, yep. uh, 
um, we're we're gonna climb in the chat. Uh, and the 2K mark is pretty cool. Like uh, Poly 2K is gonna be pretty cool. Um, and then there's at Jap- John Marchbanks on Twitter, at Jackson Mears on Twitter, at Hilo Terrid- It's Hilo FF at Hilo Pterodactyl. Uh, that's his name, but like like his actual name it's itself. Hilo FF. Hilo FF. Jackson yes. is at J Mears twelve. Damn straight. John is at John March Banks one. Yep. And then uh, just everyone head to polysleeperstomorrownight.com. Um, check out the the deep dive with Hilo on the uh, Chargers and Chiefs game. Then head over on Saturday for free. You can get our catch game lineup and all of our player pool. Just keep hitting that page up. We got so much free content that's for you. I mean, we do it for you for free. So, yep. but uh, keep showing our love to Juice, man. And yeah, the last thing about that is these downloads and these uh, shares that you guys are doing are finally actually making this podcast money. That way we can invest that money and make the podcast better, get better equipment, get different guests maybe. I money. mean, it's just it's just a possibility to improve the podcast and it's going to be directly invested back into the show to make it better for you guys listening. So thanks for joining us. Go out there and win your leagues. And if you're out of it, still keep fighting. I would love to. I would rather finish in the middle of my league than the bottom of the league. Yeah, if you're out, still you know put in a lineup and try. That's what DFS you know. is for. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Play DraftKings. All right, we're out of here. Go Peace, Colts, guys. I got a song for us too. You're getting ready for your playoffs. It was on Madden we too, wasn't it? It was on Madden too, you just said. That's amazing that you know. <laughs> it was the best look of that Vince Young.